and sometimes it takes it to another level. It's just based, just kind of just teasing, man. So I just feel like um, right now the state of where women are most acceptable. Good evening, let's talk. And this is Conversations with Friends. What episode we at, Melodic? I don't forget. Is it episode eight? This is episode eight. Wow. Ooh. Episode eight of Conversations with Friends. And tonight we have a um a, a good topic to, that we want to discuss. And the topic is black love. We have a, a, a beautiful couple here on our panel. We have Professor Drea. Who always never want to put her title up there. We have uh, <laughs> Melodic and myself. So, welcome everybody. Welcome everyone. Oh. Everybody good. Everybody smiles. <laughs> Beautiful weather. I guess for everybody where everybody lives, respectively. Ooh, it's, it's, it's hot out here. It's hot. It's, it's, how's, how's that Alabama, uh, Professor? It's wow. like 90 plus degrees here. Yeah, so we, we right nice. next door in Georgia. It's 90 plus over here, right? Too. Exactly. So it's burning up. <laughs> well, the first, as we know, the title is Black Love. And what we want to do, right, is just ask everybody before we get into the gist of the show to describe Black Love. Um, Melodic, you want to go first? Um, I can. I can. Oh, black love to me. Oh, black love to me is beautiful, honestly. Um, it's about camaraderie, um, having someone that understands you on different levels. And um, when someone actually can experience the experiences that you've had and relate to them, um, I feel like it's more intimate. It's deeper. Um, I feel like, um, you know, we're, we're all... We're all teammates. Um, and with black love, ah, to have someone who can understand the, the things that you go through, the things that you know you you aspire to be, I think that's beautiful. Uh I'd agree. Definitely. Drea? Um, black love is equals black family, you know, the black man, woman, and child. Also, to being in collaboration, teammate, partnership for life, um, combining two backgrounds, which is kind of tough um, to create Black love. Um, actually, you know, going through the ebbs and flows of life together and not giving up. Um, I think that's that's definitely Black love. Also, too, is that your great grandparents, grandparents, parents love that um, that old school love. You know, that feeling that Absolutely. you get. You know, when they come through the door, um, you know, they may get on your nerves, but you're still working through, you know, whatever issues that is. So that's how I think of um, Black love. D and Sheik? Um, I would say Black love to me means strength and resilience. Definitely. I would say strength, resilience, and just growing together, making each other better, mm -hmm. make, make making a... a 
uh, corporation, I would like to call it, together, like making making that foundation where n- nothing can stop y'all. Um, I'll describe Black Love. You know, it's, it's funny because I was able to share some things with Melodic yesterday about my uh, crazy thought process about Black Love. And um, I believe that, not to go too far away from the topic, but I believe Black Love has to first be established with the individual. Because then you could meet somebody and um, y'all be so off kilter because you, you, your understanding of black love and their understanding of black love is not the same. So I think that um, once a person has love for, um, as people would say, knowledge of self, have being self-aware of what mm-hmm. black people means to them and, and what their family and having that culture and having that understanding of the woman for as a man says for understanding what a man a woman really has to deal with in America a black woman has to deal with in America um and then being able to understand his mate better because of what she goes through definitely dealing with corporate America and yeah. being able to be her ear and and so forth and so on so amen you know, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes your your significant other does not need you to chime in. They just need you to hear them. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's funny, Dion, is that one one of the things that um melodic and uh I, I share a lot of things with Dre, me and Dre is good friends, and me and melodic is is, is good friends and partners with the with the show is one of the things that we both agree with when I talk to both of them is that a lot of times people just don't listen to each other. Nope. Mm-hmm. Like you say something, but you're not listening to the person that's talking to you. So, mm-hmm. you know, you guys, I appreciate you guys, D and Sheik, for, um, you know, being transparent and allowing yourselves to come on here and give us right. some insight mm-hmm. as a couple yeah. to, to the dynamic of black love and Absolutely. how like, um, Drea said the ebbs and flows and, you know, cause sometimes when you ask somebody to come on a panel like this, people tend to think that it has to be a perfect situation going mm-hmm. on right. and human beings are imperfect. That's so marriages, life. and I know marriage is definitely not perfect. Right, right. <laughs> you go through right. your ups and downs. It's, it's, but it makes it so much better when you, when you get to that point where it's like, mm-hmm. you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, you. I could look at my wife and just be on the same page without even saying a word to her. Mm-hmm. We just feed off each other that way. Our energies match. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Well, I got one question for you, uh, D. I'm going to put it up here in one second. Black love, I feel that the connective vibe of two souls resonating on a higher frequency, rounded and balanced. Okay, King. Right. Mm-hmm. Dwayne said, "Good evening, good people. Good evening, Dwayne. Good evening. Good evening, everybody that's joined in. There you go, D and Sheik. Um, me and Dion has been married for twelve years. We've been married for twelve years. Wow. May thirteenth of February. Thank you. I mean, it's just some basic questions. You ain't get, you know." So what what are some of the pointers on keeping a marriage healthy and committed? Um, Spending time together. Always being respectful of your partner. You don't want to ever cross that line and say something that you can't take back in a moment of anger. 
um, learning to negotiate and work through conflicts? For me, it's the two C's, <laughs> compromise and communication. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me let me ask you, Dion, because um, your your wife said negotiate. You said compromise. Mm -hmm. ex ex explain, if you don't mind, explain a scenario where you would think that you would have to compromise something that you really really passionate about, but you got to compromise because it doesn't. I'm big on sports. I'm big on sports. My team is the Warriors. We in the finals right now. I know that I have to have everything in the house done if I want to be able to watch that game peacefully. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to make sure everything is done in the house so I can watch that game peacefully. It's interesting you said that because I, you know, take out that garbage because my, in my area, garbage night is tomorrow. We're going to pick up tomorrow. So I got to take the garbage out. I got to do a bunch of stuff um, before, before the morning comes because, you know, the morning comes very quickly. Yes. So... Sheik, uh, if you don't mind, could you explain what it, what is negotiating like? You know, um, so prior to you know living on our own and just being our own force, we had help from our community, which was heavily, you know, my mother-in-law. She always used to tell me because I used to be like raw all the time and just super aggressive. So she raw. Told me, like, <laughs> Pick and choose your battles. So I learned to pick and choose my battles and just negotiate with that. Everything doesn't have to be an argument, especially if this is supposed to be your partner, your life partner. Right. Exactly. You know, right. go through life with different stages, so you can't always be at odds with that person. Well, she, you know, you know, you opened up Pandora's box, and I think that um, you opened up Pandora's <laughs> box just now. I'm letting you know right now, and I think that all of us can relate to being married and then being married to that person's family as well. Indeed. And that could have good vibrations or that could be disaster. Um and I know you said that you 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 and your 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 mother-in-law were very close and she explained to you like pick and choose your battles. How were you open to her explaining that to you? Um yes because she never came from a place of malice. It was always, you know, she always wanted to see us succeed and she always wanted to see us do well. So I was never reluctant from taking advice from her. Now, if it was someone else who I wasn't on good terms with, I might have been a little bit, you know, like, oh, mind your business. You don't know what you're talking about. But I never thought that she had any malicious intent. She always was happy that we were together and she always wanted to see us do well and always celebrate the little achievements that we did do. You know, I could. It's, it's funny you said that, Sheik, because I can identify with that with my son. When his grandmother was living, her mother, she was like my biggest supporter. Mm -hmm. She was, and 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 she explained to me. She said, regardless of what goes on between you and my daughter, I need you to be the best man possible for my for my grandson. Mm -hmm. Right. And she and it's funny because she had that report me, and then when my son's mother moved on. We were on our separate ways. She even had that rapport with her fiance. Mm -hmm. Like, have be, like just talking to him about being a man of the house and stuff like that. And um, I never got offended by it. I never been like, oh, she prying, she all in my business. Like, and I and I don't think he did too. And um, I think that's key to um, the village concept that a lot mm -hmm. of us agree with. Um, Absolutely, you have to have respect for your elders because, in all mm -hmm. honesty. They've been here, done that. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Drea, let me ask you. Oh, you know, Drea, I don't, you know, I, I know your situation. I know you, you, you know, you my, you my ace in the hole, man. And it's like, um, you're, you married, you were married to uh, someone that wasn't African-American from a different right. culture. Exactly. So ex- if you don't mind, could you explain to us the, 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 just the cultural things that you had to learn and get to understand? Definitely. So um, I have to start off with this. I have the privilege of being married for 11 years and my divorce will be finalized in August. So um, known this person my whole, pretty much my whole life and um, married someone who was part of the Nigerian culture. So that was very tough for me, you know, being from Boston and my parents are from Alabama. So merging those two cultures together is very differently. The way that, you know, we handle conflict, the way that we even handle elder, um, you know, just, you know, if they have to move in the home, you know, visiting all the way down to foods, right? How to prepare different foods. So um, you learn that, you know, it's interchangeable, but at the same time, too, it's a big difference, mm-hmm. um, you know, versus, you know, they really believe in like the village is everything. And that um, a lot of times, like the mother-in-law kind of interject when she's not supposed to interject. So you have to have a lot of boundaries. So, you know, I have practiced a lot of boundaries when it came to that. Also, too, um, just even with my family, you know, being from the South, you know, we have family reunions, we have family day, and people want to, you know, embrace you and, you know, merging that culture as well. Even also, too, when it comes to rearing children or just even big celebrations, because when I got married, I it was like we had like three weddings in one. You know, you have to learn the traditions. You have to learn um, the different tribalism um, and different things of that nature. So that was kind of tough, but I enjoy learning about the Nigerian culture. Um, and just even, too, sometimes, you know, you saw I certain things like, nah, we don't do that here in the States. Like, that's kind of different. Um, and just even with communication, because, um, you know, mm-hmm. communication is universal. But at the same time, too, it was just a lot of learning. And, um, you know, I'm still constantly learning. Um, despite, you know, us not being together anymore. So, you know, it's a beautiful thing. You just, you know, once again, when you're brought up differently, you have to learn how to merge two cultures together, even though you may have the outer look of being in Blackness, but some people have a different terms when it comes to Black love and Blackness within itself. And you, right. and Andrea, you know, we've been doing this a long time together, and you segue right into the next question. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how important would you say communication is in a successful union? A 20. <laughs> a 20. A, a 20? If, if you're not on the same page, nothing works. Right. Especially not only when you're married, but when you bring kids into it. Let me tell you something. Kids will put you against each other. They they're gonna act if you gotta be on the same page because you'll have one, you'll they'll come to one of us and be like, Daddy, can I have this? And we'll say no, and then they'll go to her. And mommy, can I have this? And if she says yes, then it, it can be it can be an argument that shouldn't have been. Because it's like I told them no. Well, all right, I didn't know. And then, so that's why you have to communicate. You have to communicate. Right. And you also I'm gonna ask you guys, um, mm-hmm. do you think that when when we talk about communication and we I may be like uh, you know, we don't need to communicate on the, the small things. D, how would you feel if I said that everything is not small, right? Everything is big. Nothing is small, right? Nothing small. You got to communicate on everything. If you if you're trying to build together, 
you got to communicate on everything. Mm-hmm. Whether when I'm at work, I make sure my wife, my wife work from home. I make sure I tell her every time, hey, look, I'm doing some overtime. And I make sure it's not on the day of. Right. I got to right. let you know a couple of days beforehand that y'all need me to do overtime because my real boss is at home. And I'm quite sure your supervisor at work be like, uh, Dee, do you need to make a call first before you let me know? Could you stay? <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. right. They already know. They already know. Yeah, that, I, I think well, you that, can't um, make any you can't make any decisions on your own when mm-hmm. you're in a in a marriage, or, right? Uh, you know, because the decisions affect everybody. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, there's no I in team. Mm-hmm. How did you create a safe space for communication in your relationship? I'll let you go first with that one. Um, well, creating a safe space for communication in marriage comes with, um, coming to the table, consci- making a conscious effort to watch my tone and to be an active listener. Cause everybody can hear what you're saying. If, if you're an active listener, you can appropriately, you know, you can actively listen and, um, respond appropriately instead of just hearing what he's saying and then that's the argument. You have to actively listen. That's a skill and not a lot of people possess that skill so i agree with that and Mm -hmm. i'll add to that so like for me i had to learn that she's not going to agree with everything i have to say but it has to be said because i've had the problem of i know this gonna make her mad so i'm gonna just keep it to myself because i ain't trying to deal with that and that goes back to the communication thing so i it got to the point where i was like you know what i gotta just let it be known and She'll be mad now, but I know she loved me, so she'll get over it, and we'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's like the theory of if I say something, it's going to lead down the rabbit hole. So I'm going to just be quiet mm-hmm. and take the L, right. hold, hold my feelings and my view in, mm-hmm. because I don't want it to lead to something else. Like you said, D, the game come on 9 o'clock. If I start talking now, it's quarter to nine. I'm not going to watch Tim. And you know, D, we think all types of things in our head as sports fans. If I don't watch every second of the game, my team going to lose. Oh, that's crap. The other day, I missed half of the game. And I was like, that's why we lost, because I, I wasn't able to stay up for this game. <laughs> that's that's yeah. how I feel about that. You, um, you and Steph, huh? You and me and Steph. <laughs> Been watching that man since he was in college. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play something, and I want everybody to tell us what we think. People don't always marry the everyday; they marry the kind of now, kind of wow, and then it gets to the every single day: the going to bed, the waking up, the taking the grocery, getting the groceries, taking out the garbage and loving each other through that. And I remember telling a friend of mine who was about to get married, I said, your marriage doesn't start when you say I do. Your marriage starts when you look over at your partner and you want to kill him. You want to, you looking at them going for, for seconds or sometimes minutes or longer, you're thinking, I cannot believe I married this human being. They are driving me crazy. And then the next minute you say, I love them more than anything, and I'm sticking with it. Marriage is a commitment. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand what commitment means. It's like our profession of acting. You see someone after 20 years going, oh, 
you know, I, I want to get out of it, you know, I'm rejected all the time, and it's hard, and people say I'm not cute enough, or I'm not this, and you get angry, it wears away at your spirit. But you, when you go through all of that, one of the things you have to remember is commitment is total. That means even with the hard times or whatever, your, the agreement that you made that you're going to stick with each other means that even when it gets hard, you are going, you basically, you almost die to yourself when you get married. You die to yourself. You die to, not that you don't have your own needs, but your needs have got to meet the needs of the whole. They do. That's the agreement. And so I understood that when I got married. That's what I understood. Actually, that was one of the sayings at our wedding. There is but one degree of, of, of commitment, total. That's it. He gives 100%, I give 100%, not 50-50. You get married to somebody. You're singular, he's singular. You come together. Yeah. And then there's two in one. That's right. And so then when you really, really get to that stage of where you understand that that love's got to be intertwined, those hearts have to be intertwined. And that's probably not politically correct, but I'm sorry, that's what life is all about. When my dad passed away, I part of my heart passed away with him, and it's never coming back. I feel the same way about Julius. I feel the same way about my child. It's one heart. They are completely um, entwined in my spirit, absolutely. Mm -hmm. When you see the imperfections of your spouse, that one thing you thought you'd never marry, that one thing that turns you off, that one thing may never change, ever. Well, everybody speak at once. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I agree with a lot of what uh, they said. One thing I will say, though, is, is it could become a slippery slope if you don't have some of that singleness because you, if you make everything about the family, you lose yourself. You still have to go out and, and, and enjoy yourself, do the little things that used to make you happy before you were married because if you don't, your spouse wants to see you happy. Your significant other wants to see you happy. So if your life is just the marriage, the kids, the family, you're not going to be happy because that can't fulfill you right. all the way. Right. So I tell my wife all the time, go on a girl trip. Go out with your friends. You need that. I need that. We both need that. Like, <laughs> That's like that's like creating creating a like you said creating a separate space, mm -hmm. but still together. Yeah, being able to being able like for some, being able to both be in the house at the same time. I know you in the house, but I don't need to see you. I don't need to you know. There's some people that don't like to cuddle. I don't need you to be all up under me. We ain't got to do all that. As long as I know you're here and you're safe, it's okay. Uh, we do it all the time. I could be playing two K. She'll be right there. <laughs> Right. Won't say a word to me, but I know she's there and she know I'm there. Right. right. I think you need to have your own individualism to a certain extent. Yeah. I think you need to understand that, you know, this is a collective, but I still have things that interest me and you still have things that interest you. 
Um, in all honesty, um, a lot of married couples, especially the ones that have been together for a really, really long time, usually older couples, um, when one of them passes away, they're so used to being with that person and so codependent on that person that the other one usually passes rather quickly after the first one passes because they die from a broken heart. Their mm -hmm. heartstrings are broken. So, you know, I definitely feel like, you know, you do have to have a separate existence outside of your your marriage because nobody wants to be suffocated. Right. Exactly. You got to give each other time to miss each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Say how, it again. How important is it to incorporate date a date and quality time within your marriage? Does that make each party does that make each party feel wanted? Yes. You have to have a date night or not even a date night. Sometimes you just need a date weekend. Just mm -hmm. we need to go right. away and be by ourselves away from everybody just to Get to know each other more because I don't care how long you've been together, you still gonna learn new things about your significant mm -hmm. other. Because if you're not, then that ain't the person for you. Right. Mm -hmm. well, if, if you're not, your 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 significant other is not growing. And I mm -hmm. mean, I think both people need to be growing within the relationship and outside of the exactly. relationship. Exactly. To you know, you 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 bring things to your partner. You mm -hmm. teach each other. And it's so easy to get complacent in a day-to-day -day, you know right being with the kids fixing mm -hmm. dinner, doing laundry that you get lost in that day-to-day -day. so you have to remind yourself to go on dates and put the phones away and just reconnect on that personal you know level sometimes i see people out at restaurants and they're on dates but they're still on their phone so how oh they yes yes they're not present they're not yeah. present they're not present and connecting with one another that's one of her rules. If we go out, I cannot touch my phone. She's like, give me your phone. I'm putting it in my bag. We need to talk. Let's have a conversation. And so that's some of the best conversations when y'all just with each other, just throwing things at each other. Yeah, right. you, you want right. to take off the mom t-shirts and the yoga pants and, and get dressed up and go out with the person you were, you know, fell in love with before you had kids or before you had businesses with and before you had you know, life with just reconnect. Now I'll say this, melodic knows this, my wife knows this. I'm not big on the dress up thing, but she she be making me sometimes. I do that. Look, I am a, a sweat pants and some some slides. I like to be comfortable. Slides, uh oh, not the slides. All right, exactly. Like she's like, I, I uh -oh. it's been times where we was going to eat and she'll see me and she's like, no, you're not doing that. Right. <laughs> I, I'm a keep. I wear a size 17 shoe. I like to wear my slides because they're comfortable. <laughs> like, like, you're gonna be a little uncomfortable today, right? I think I think I think that that speaks about um, like you said, you're comfortable with when you get off work, you at home, you in your space, got to run to the store, whatever. You're so comfortable with what you're doing, like at the end of the day, like yo, you got a restaurant, you can't be. <laughs> now, now right. I think that um, well, lack of better words, you know your protection mode is always on, mm -hmm. but maybe everybody else may not know your protection mode. Maybe you be like, mm -hmm. yo, you you're a little too comfortable with slides on, and I and I find myself doing the same thing. Dion, like, yo, I wear Crocs a lot, <laughs> and when I get, I mean, sometimes I'll put them in my work truck and be like, as soon as I get off the work truck, gotta throw these on. But you know, at the end of the day, like that's that's a comfortable thing for for us. Leaving that workplace alone, and um, that's a fact. I work security, so I'm on. Oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're, all day. Yeah. So 
My slides is the most comfortable thing in the world. <laughs> you take you take a uniform off when you leave it. <laughs> That's a fact. I'm taking the tag off, the badge. I'm like, look, y'all can have this. Uh, Hilarious. I have a question. So how important is it for you to actually say, you know what? I want to get dressed up like and put on formal wear, you know, like, hey. You know, I want to wear a, a evening gown or a ball gown. Let's go to, you know, an upscale restaurant or event, oh, you know, because I feel like it'll help, you know, it'll help mm -hmm. us to connect on another level as well. How important is that to you guys? I think it's very important, um, especially here lately, you know, with the whole pandemic and stuff. I found mm -hmm. myself suffering from mom guilt, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I noticed like, okay, well, I don't want to send my kids to the, you know, I don't want to let myself go for my kids because everything going on in the world, I have to take a step back and realize like, if I'm not okay, and we're not okay, then it's going to trickle down to them eventually. So right. I enjoy, you know, putting on a nice wig and putting on a nice dress and, and going out and just being with him, opening ourselves up to different crowds or different groups and just immersing ourselves in different cultures and things like that. Do you feel like that makes you feel uh, more desired by your mate? Yeah. Any, who don't want to get dressed up? Because right. <laughs> when you had like a kid hanging off your leg for years and all you like... <laughs> <laughs> I make a game out of it. Sometimes when you do get dressed up, you forget how. Oh my goodness, I forgot I had these curves. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I make a game out of it. Like she said with the wigs, I, I name all her wigs. Uh, <laughs> yes. This one right here. This is Jade. This is Jade. So. I love it. <laughs> Hilarious. I think that is important to do. Um, you know, like uh, I don't know. I don't know if D would agree with me. Sheik, you better not be messing up his basketball days. Um, you know, because you got to think about creative. You got to be creative, right, D, to, mm -hmm. to do things, to spice things up. I mean, um, I kind of uh, can identify with you with a lot with not wanting to dress up all the time. Like, yo, man, I ain't beat for all that. That's so right. with that, like, for you, like, when you see something, D, like, you want to do something special. That you gotta kind of convince Sheik to do. How do you? How do you like that negotiating that you guys talked about? How do you go about so, doing it? Like, yo, I gotta get her. Her. I don't really have to negotiate with her. She right. knows me very right. well. Right. So, like, I'm a. She knows my sports teams. She mm -hmm. knows what I'm into. So, recently, uh, about two months ago, I'm a big anime fan too. So mm -hmm. they had a big anime event out here. She sent me something on the phone. She screenshot. And let me say, she texts me all day while I'm at work and stuff. So sometimes I don't get right to the text. And she kept texting me. She was like, can you look at your phone? I'm like, I'm at work. <laughs> but I finally looked and she had bought me tickets to an anime event out here. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I just wanted to do something special for you. Right. So I'm like, okay. So I don't really have to do that. Well, she's taking me to football games without me knowing. She took me to a wrestling event. Now we went together. We didn't stay because she was like, "Yeah, this is the wrestling thing you could do by yourself. This ain't for me." <laughs> we yeah, uh, yeah, wait, I, wait, um, tell, tell them she bought you a smoker. Yeah, she bought me a smoker. Okay. Absolutely, I smoked some really good. <laughs> nice. Good. She made me put it together. <laughs> I didn't make her put it together. I was at work and I had overtime. 
And I was like, I got to get this thing together when I get off. And she took it upon herself to say, I know you're tired and I know you want to relax when you get home. So I'm going to put it together for you. Nice. And I was like, all right, wow. cool. you want to put it wow. together for me? You go ahead and put it together. Wow. Who am I to stop her from being <laughs> from being great, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, you know, you know, some sometimes sometimes when we um my illustrious co-host, when we decide to do a show, right? We try to figure out how the show gonna go. I gotta I gotta veer off topic a little bit, melodic. So we try to veer how the show gonna go. So you know the the show is kind of flying, you guys. Mm-hmm. I do got I do got one more question. It's more like an ending question, but like I don't want it to end. But it's like you know, you guys. Look, look we can uh, we look look. We can freestyle it. Those some okay, other- I, I, what, you know what? I, I I would like to incorporate a question into the series um, in front of that last question that we have. Okay. Okay. So, my question to you is. How did your relationship change once you went from being married to married with children? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it took a while. Like the date nights, they mm. went away for a while. Mm. And it was tough at first because it was like, especially with the first, you know, every parent with that first child, y'all, you a little extra. Mm. You a little extra. No, no, I don't want my kid to be around anybody. Mm. But it took a while and we finally got to the point where we had to sit down with each other and was like, yo, like, I don't know you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. All we know is our child. Then when the second one, like a lot of people don't know, my our second child was born very, very early. Mm-hmm. So that it was like, it was like we weren't having a second kid. It was like the first kid all over again because we had to learn and definitely didn't want anybody to be around him. Right. And it took some time. And then we finally, I'll say, like, we've been, like I said, we've been married for 12 years. Those first couple of years, we were still figuring each other out mm-hmm. and right. then figuring out this whole thing we call life together. Mm-hmm. And I finally feel like about, what would you say, year five, year six? We was like, okay, we got this. We know. You know they we say do. year five, you get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just have to have that conversation when the house is empty and the kids are gone. It's just us. So we have to learn how to do things without the kids. We have to learn how to love each other without being just their parents. You know, we had a great accomplishment yesterday. My wife became my space partner. It was a big thing for 12 years. I would call her all the time. So now you, you asking for trouble, D. You asking for trouble. Oh no, we, we, we did it. We won. We we won all game all the games uh-uh. we played together. And I told her, I was like, yo, you can't be my partner in life and not my stage partner. And uh-uh. yesterday I finally talked her into doing it. We, we did that. I was like, okay. Cool. Let right. me let me let me ask you guys a question um in regard to when you have like a personal project that you might want to do. Mm-hmm. Like you may you may have like a dream or a goal that you want to accomplish personally, but it takes away time as a collective. Um how does that do you do you guys should when you say D, if I asked you like, yo, you know, you're gonna do this, how do you explain to 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 Sheik like, you know, this is something I've been re- really thinking about doing? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue it and I need your support. And, and it's gonna take away from her time. That's see, that's great a great question because we deal with that. 
every day. Because my <laughs> wife is so creative. She has her, she started her own business. She's a baker. She creates shirts. And I, so I support her in every way. I bought her a heat pressing machine. I bought her an inkjet printer so she could print the stuff on the shirts. Any baking stuff she wants, I'm there for that. I told her, look, take off. You, Your mind is crazy. I don't mind being a stay-at-home dad. I'll do it. I cook, I clean, I don't care. I will do it. I am very secure in myself. So I, I do that for her all the time. And then I'm, I've been in security for over 14 years. And I just feel like I'm done with it. So I'm taking the steps to go into different. Secure your future. Yeah. yeah. So if he ever tells me that he wants to do something, like he wants to write a book. So I bought him a laptop. You know, I try to encourage him to do what he wants to do as well, because I feel like we were put on this earth for a bigger purpose, not just to be security or just to be, you know, Absolutely. working at my job as an insurance agent. You know what I mean? So I feel like we, we, we were put on this earth to do bigger things. And every challenge that we have been presented, we overcame it. Yes. So when we overcome such big challenges, I'm like, well, I don't think anything is impossible. So if you want to be right. the next. What's the um, Harry Potter lady? I don't know her name, so don't shoot me in the comments. But you could be her, you know. You could do your own your own books. You can whatever you desire. You Is that want. CK Well? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. R.K. Rowling. Oh, J.K. Rowling. I'm on to the Percy Jackson books. We know she got the initials in the name, right? Right. But yeah, so we we support each other on everything. Like we we started a, a YouTube channel together. She was like, "Yo, babe." I just our everyday life is hilarious. Let's let's do this. It's, it's money to be made there. Let's let's not just wait on one income. Let's have different mm -hmm. streams. Let's let's make this happen. Definitely. I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Like you, if you think that we can do this, I put all my faith in her. Nice. Whatever she feels we can do, I'm I'm with it. Like, and you have to remember that it's okay to sacrifice a couple of years because a couple of years from, you know, in the past two years ago, you wouldn't expect to be here today. You know what I mean? So right. it's okay mm -hmm. not to be selfish and sacrifice that time to get to where you want. You know, we're setting up generational wealth for my kids. So when we're not here physically, they're okay. Mm -hmm. you know? Wow. You guys are amazing. Um, and I, and I brought that up. I brought that up, that question up because, you know, when I decided to do certain things, I didn't realize, I had to not just tell my immediate family, I didn't tell everybody, because it was a sacrifice mm -hmm. on everybody's part, and um, I think that when you guys talk about that, definitely a baking, um, she, that's up my alley a little bit, mm -hmm. as, long as, you don't cook, as long as you don't bake cakes with Fonda, we alright. <laughs> she do all types of cakes. Oh, Fonda, oh, uh, don't get me started with that. <laughs> She do but, um, all types of cakes. That it'd be I'd be in heaven sometimes. I need you to taste it. Yes. <laughs> you are you are the official taster. Uh, exactly. My, my, look, look, my little my, my youngest is starting to try to take my place. I'd be like, hey, oh, wait a minute now. <laughs> yeah. What they what they what they call it, uh uh D, you gotta expand your palate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. She makes all different types of things, and I'm I'm with it. I'm like, look, all right. As long as it's not spicy, I'm good with it. I don't do the spicy. So. <laughs> yeah, so so basically she she's that has that that creative, that creative personality. Mm -hmm. So at any given moment, she could just I got an idea. Yep. And you know, and, that's, and, that's, and you roll with it. It's mm -hmm. a, yeah, all the time. And it's a lot of right. things like even with the food thing, like 
she doesn't like to spend money on food. She's like, I know I could cook. So mm -hmm. we don't spend money on Chinese food because she's she done made her own recipes for Chinese food. She can make bourbon chicken, nice. chicken and broccoli. I'd be I'd be loving it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. That's 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 really good. You know, um one thing, one thing, D, um, I've been exposed to people like Melodic being a, a poet and other artists, like even Drea. Um, artists are people that can't be constricted. At you got to just let them just at all. Out. <laughs> and just all, uh, all you could do is just be supportive. And really, was it, it, they kind of pushed me? Um, they kind of made me think, think, always have the wheels turning. Yeah. So, that's right. That's, that's right. That's definitely a thing. That's what made me want to leave security because I'm like, yo, she got all this stuff going on. What am I doing? I'm out here yeah. patting right. people down. And <laughs> Right. You gotta yeah. remember, if, right. you wouldn't have been given the vision if you mm -hmm. couldn't carry out the plan, you know? So, right. Well, and you're always going to think, what if, if you don't, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't capitalize on your dreams and all honesty. Mm -hmm. True. I, um, I feel like I got complacent, too, because I was a big football player. You know, like, I, I had a, a scholarship. Mm -hmm. And when I put my knees out, it was like, where, where do I where do I go from mm -hmm. here? Like, what a, right. I'm big, security is there for me. They're going to hire me. So mm -hmm. right. I just stuck with it. It was something I knew I could always get a job in. So yeah, you 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 wanted you wanted the you wanted the guys that I call a walking security guard when you automatically just the big guy. Like everybody always look at you as the muscle. Like yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I, I, th I think to a certain extent also. Um, I think to a certain extent you always liked. Um, Dion likes discipline. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like um, structure. He likes discipline. He likes structure. So when it, and we have a lot of. Uh, uh, law enforcement officers in our family, so I, I I think more than anything, you know, he 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 admired that to a certain extent, you know. I mean, it kept me on a straight and narrow right. too. You know, growing up, growing up in New York, it's a lot of things that can pull you the wrong way. So that structure mm -hmm. and that discipline kept me on the mm -hmm. the straight and narrow. Right. Now, it did take my wife like telling me, "You are so much more than that. You can mm -hmm. do so much right. more than that." To make me like, all right. Right. Are you right? I can, you know. Exactly. Oh. She's pushing you into your purpose and intentionality, and I think so many times we forget that we have a bigger purpose besides what we're doing currently. So that's right. awesome that she saw the vision for you and say, "Hey, you can. This is your purpose. This is what you should go through and be supported by it." Yes, right. well, my wife has always told me I'm a big people person. Right. Like, I, right. I, she's like, "Yo, you make friends everywhere. You don't even." You just be like the other day we went to take my my uh, five year old to her first kindergarten like to see this, the class and stuff, and the dude was sitting next to me and he was just like, "Hey man, let me show you this on my phone." I'm like, "All right, cool." <laughs> and sometimes she'll look at me like, "If you don't <laughs> cut it out." <laughs> well, I have one last question. This mm -hmm. is for all of us, I guess. Share some words of wisdom with our audience to help sustain black love. I had to cut that question a little short because it was more than 200 characters. Mm -hmm. Melodic, you have the whole question, right? I have the whole question. If you would like me to read it, I will. Yes, please. All right. Okay. So, D and Sheik, you were asked to be a part of this panel because the vibes from your black love are so strong. We can see it. We admire it. And the existence of your Black love is a blessing to us all. 
Will you please share some advice, words of wisdom with our audience to help them sustain their Black love? Um, when you, yeah, when, when getting married or just being in love with somebody, you don't even have to join into marriage. You always have to remember and be open to loving more than one person. For example, when you marry, when marriage is a lifetime commitment. So when you marry that person, they're not going to be the same person you married yesterday or 10 years from now. The goal is to evolve. The goal is to grow. And if you find that person to grow with, you know, you grow into the person that you both aspire to be. You guys are not going to be that same person. So just be open. And I'm happy that he's not the same person that I married 13 years ago, you know? (laughs) I I think you got to learn, like, one thing about Black love or any love is to just accept the person, flaws, and all. Because I forget what movie it was, but that 80-20 rule is real. It is real. So you have to accept them flaws and all. Mm-hmm. It, you're not going to like everything about the person you're with because you're not going to like everything about anybody. It's always right. going to be something that bothers you about somebody else. And another thing is to keep the romance new. You know, do stuff that like, I, I like to, my, my, one of my big things for for my wife is, I know she loves flowers. So I know she loves cards. So it don't have to be a special occasion. I'm going to get, I'm going to buy you some flowers. I'm going to buy you a card. She loves Ferrero Rocher's. I'm going to buy you that big pack of Ferrero Rocher's. Even though I'm going to eat most of them, I'm going to still buy it for you. <laughs> you know, so it's just like stuff like that. Run her a bubble bath. You know what I mean? Give her, give her a massage. You don't got to go to the masseuse. I could be your, your masseuse. I'll massage you. I'll give you, I'll make, I'll, if you tense, I, that's what I'm here for. You know what okay. I mean? Little things like that. Some, some, when you've been married as long as us, something could be romantic as making that bed up for her. Right. Mm. Right. Right. Little things like that. Like me, I'm not a big bed maker. I'm like, I'm sleeping in this bed again. <laughs> but my wife liked the bed made up, so I'm going to make the bed up. So. <laughs> D, all I can say is, you're not alone. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> never, never feel like it's just you, D. I think it mm-hmm. might be to all of our, our, our mankind. Um, <laughs> you can't mess up the decor. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's <laughs> I will say this. So, um, both of them are really good bakers. So I just want to put my dibs in. So when you decide to open that bakery, I will volunteer to be the official taste tester over here. So okay, just putting that out there. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I bake too. You know, you don't get to oh, be nice. my size without baking or knowing how to cook a little bit. So oh, I I dabble, but she oh. I would say she's like more creative with the like making yes. the frosting look right. Yes. Like yes. I'm gonna just tell you, D uh, she uh, Dre is a traveler, and y'all neighbors. Um, she she moves around, even though her name is Brown Girl from Boston. She lives, she lives right next door to you guys. Oh, yeah. Drea, I, Drea. I was gonna say, Drea, do you like cake too? I sure do. I will travel <laughs> wherever for some good cake <laughs> and pastries. She makes these peanut butter and jelly cupcakes. Oh. <laughs> I started making up for my nephew because he loves peanut butter and jelly, and that's all he wanted to take for lunch. So I'm like, Amir would like these. 
They are. They are. I'm having a. I'm having a person. I don't think he's had them yet. I'm having. No, he has. That's that's who. That's who she made them for first. Oh, okay, okay. That was the first person she made them for. Okay, that's the first person she made them for, and I, I just was like, yo, can you make those again? Like I said, we appreciate you guys coming on. Um, this like always when we talk about these topics about black love and mm-hmm. relationships, for some reason it's never easy for people to want to talk and share about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that most people don't want to talk about it because we we take our personal situation and then we'd be like, uh, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, you know, in a negative light, instead of a positive light, everything that we do is a learning experience and learning other people, learning ourselves. So I really appreciate uh, you, Dean Sheik, for coming on. Drea, you already. And um, my co-host, uh, she comes up with these great topics and we chop it up. And, you know, it's always interesting that we basically have a show amongst ourselves before we even do a show. So she, she she keeps my brain going. So, you know, appreciate you guys. Anybody have any final thoughts? I just want to say thank you all, um, Dean and she, because I'm learning and I'm not bitter about, because I know I'm going to get remarried. So I'm not bitter about Black love. And I said, oh, I'm taking some really amazing tips. And I think a lot of people need to go through the healing process. But it took me to go through therapy, healing, grieving, to have this conversation and say, okay, Black love is still amazing. But at the same time, too, you can still learn from people who's in like your age category to say, hey, you know, there's love out there that's for you. But you have to be vulnerable and also hell and understand that you may have to do things differently going into another relationship. So thank you both for exhibiting black love, um, especially, you know, um, amongst our age group. Yes. Thank you guys for having us. And I'm, I want to commend you for going on that healing journey because some people jump out of one situation and go into the next because Amen. I don't even think that they're necessarily in it for the black love. They like the struggle of, they like that I'm a ride or die. You know what I mean? And sometimes you got to take a step back and love yourself before you can love somebody fully. Exactly. And I, th- I think oh, another thing too, we got to learn when you, if you're hurt in one relationship, don't bring that to the next relationship. Mm -hmm. That person is not who you were with before. Right. And if if you could, they can do something that that other person did, but if they don't know that that bothers you. That is a trigger for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You can't just get mad at them. You got to let them know. Like, hey, look, this is, I don't like this because of this. And Mm -hmm. now if they do it again, then that's totally different, but you have to let them know. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that, you guys stay on. We'll have a little chat afterwards. And then, um, you know, we'll, I don't know what else to say, but great show, you guys. Until next time, um, until my illustrious co-host says when she gives the, uh, <laughs> when she sounds the alarm, we'll see you guys in two weeks. If yeah. not, sooner. With that, take care. <laughs> <laughs>